you know, founded two months before the Declaration of Independence was signed. No, not me. The rock of which I sit. San Francisco is an infinite amount of space. It started out about two and a half acres. We've dumped ships in there and we pushed the rubble from the 1906 earthquake in one way and we pushed the rubble from the 1989 earthquake in another way and we're really good at making fake land and it's always been really, really expensive. And it's always been a sausage fest. Started out as what? One of the greatest ports in the Western Hemisphere. You know, the Spaniards actually passed the Golden Gate for almost 300 years. Now you got to go back, like back, back, right? The way that you actually got land back in those days were the big countries, the big Spain and oh my gosh, all the big ships rolling around out in the out, the big ships out in the Pacific. We were always foggy, absolutely constantly always foggy. And they went past the mouth of the Golden Gate, 300 years. One afternoon, a guy said, hey, let's make a left. And they came through what is known as the Golden Gates. And no, it's not the bridge. We'll talk about that later. But as far as history goes, as far as this rock goes, the United States I'm talking about, this is old money. Now, not compared to Europe, not compared to any of that. We've always been the upstart since the day we gave the thumb to the queen. Oh my God, could you imagine if Diana was alive and the Prince Harry misses thing? Oh, she'd be witch slapping somebody. <laughs> Yeah, kind of goes in that direction, don't you think? Seriously. San Francisco's tied in and has been tied into tech. Anything you've ever, ever had tech-wise, last 50 years has come from here. Well, Stanford people. That's what I meant by looking deep and hard. I've got a little bit on the truth on me. And I was a butler. Perfect furniture, sturdy hard, not ever seen, just there. I'm tired of being furniture. If you go roll over onto my TikTok, you see I really love my city, and yeah, I do have an opinion. I try to be very in the middle, but you know, sometimes old men get rolling. It's funny, San Francisco actually provokes some major emotions with a lot of people and they either really like San Francisco or they really don't and you can see that in my TikTok now what in the world am I doing on TikTok and a butler really yep seriously a butler um trained back east uh trained chef and then started working out in some of the nicest restaurants and got sucked up into the plaza back when Ivanka, Trump's first wife, she ran it. Trump didn't. He was just money, money, money. And worked myself up to like second sous chef. And this is back in the day, back when uh, Butler was lean and thin and it was matron time. And it was women that were 
society's creme de la creme on Manhattan Avenue. Woman by the name Mrs. S. And uh, I don't have an NDA signed with her. Or that's valid, but I just don't. I'm not going to give up the name. But she was one of the top 100 families. And she would come in and they would have brunch. And brunch for this lady is 10 ladies, all thoror, you know, high society. And this back then in the 70s, kind of late 70s, was crab and shrimp. And every time you'd open any type of shellfish, naturally you would come around the table and you would have a hot lemon or a hot towel that you'd steam right there. And uh, lemon wedges. And Butler was uh, young, tight, and these women went, oh my, oh my. Well, that was my job, right? <laughs> Being first sous chef of the kitchen. And these private parties were pretty nice. You got taken care of very well. And Mrs. S would always go, you know, one day you're going to come work for me. And I just, we laughed. And I'd been around her for about a year, year and a half. And uh, she would always hand me an envelope at the end of the thing with, a couple dollars in it. Let's just say some Franklins made it my way and she insisted I didn't share. And She always tipped the staff very well. Her sister owned a newspaper. Maybe there's a hint. <laughs> we are talking about New York now. So anyway, she comes in for her weekly lunch and her girlfriends. And she goes, guess what? You're going to come work for me today. And I was like, oh, really? You have an opening in a restaurant? Oh, no, silly in my house. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what, in your where? <laughs> Mrs. S., I'm like, you know, at the plaza. And she just smiled, and I just kind of laughed. I was like, you know, these rich women. I was poor white trash, of course, naturally. Um, <laughs> San Francisco, man, grew up in the hate, man, grew up in the hate. And just worked my way up, you know, poor old redneck there, and had no idea people lived like this. So on we went. And the next morning I walked in and here's my executive chef. Now, anybody in the kitchen business, and Lord, we hope SS comes back. One of the reasons I'm doing this, I want you to come back. We're opening up again. Always been a culinary triumph city. Probably where I got my, my background. Hell's Angels and culinary. It always works, you know. And a little Robin. We miss you, Robin. Oh, my. Every day we miss Robin. So... I come in, here's my executive chef, and the executive chef is never, ever, ever, ever in a kitchen as early as first soup, especially we're running the plaza, you know, it starts at four in the morning. He was a little French guy, and he had braided a split a vein, screaming at me in 19 different languages, and I had no idea what was going on. And he kept calling me a thief, and you stole, and you know, I had no clue. I could barely understand him as it was. Okay, I'm not being overly politically correct. I'm an old man. I'm going to take a pass here. So anyway, he, I learned I had, you know, I knew I had to clean out my desk. And I step outside and I'm just dazed and amazed. I mean, I'd work my, to get up to be the first sous chef here at the plaza. And there's a gentleman about five foot nine. And if you'll read my, see my TikTok, I have a lot to say about little cops, but this gentleman was no more than 5'10 and filled an entire room. And he looked at me and said, I'm sorry, I think you need a job. I heard you lost your job. And I spun around on this guy. And y'all know how big I am. I just glared. And just his look, scary. Nice, scary, just very centered. And I went to work for the S family. And I went to work for them for eight years. And I started out as their cook and was trained by their butler. 
and then security, and I'd always been in martial arts. And so I was actually, my title is Major Domo, meaning I can train butlers. So I stayed with his family on the Upper East Side and learned that money is old and money is new, and there is definitely a difference. And old money always wears their money like an old shoe, and that's the only way I can describe it. That's where the term furniture comes from. And it's so hard to give this to you guys, but service is an art form. And being a piece of furniture is the highest form of the art you can take it to. You're sturdy. You're the most expensive piece of furniture in the damn place. But, uh, yeah, you're furniture. And you're a fly on the wall. And I was a fly on the wall for 35 years. Y'all have heard of Brittany Murphy, you know, Nine Mile, and that sleaze that her mother sold her to. Oh, yeah. I was the last butler there. Knew that case intimately. All the players are dead now except Sharon. Sharon's mommy dearest, who had a little habit. She liked to smoke some things and eat some things. She chased Ashton Kusher away. And the death scene is absolutely a lie. Met Brittany's father. He was trying to get the truth out, and I kept totally away. Um, and uh, he's gone now, too. And it was very dark and very ugly. Um, and that whole situation was an episode all itself. Uh, they lived up in 1855 Rising Glen, and the house is now gone. Um, and that was part of the deal. And I guess to put it in a nutshell, Brittany died if everybody, you know, and her, I think, anniversary is coming up. Oh, no, it just passed. Um, of complications from anemia, okay? And the destiny was absolutely a lie. I knew that the second I heard it. And I was back up here. I was actually in Atherton working for a family. Um, actually, we were for dogs, the family, the two older folks. They were, uh, he was a financial planner for the city of San Francisco. They were in Hawaii. And I was there watching 10,000 square feet, about an acre and a half in Atherton, and two of the sweetest golden retrievers. Yeah, I've had a life. I can't bitch. So, I hear the death thing. I kind of freak out. The whole situation at the house, the first day I walked up to this house, and it's the top of this beautiful ridge in Beverly Hills, and it looked like white trash met Barbie City. I don't know how, to, there was boxes and just crap. And you had to walk and get up to this mansion and it looked like a trailer park. And that was Simon Monjack's crap. And we're talking boxes, rained on books. And there is no way to describe what this estate looked like the day I stepped in and took over. Yeah, I have a couple stories. I still like to put forth, I live and picked San Francisco for a reason. Obviously, I like music. Go to my content. I have 500 videos on TikTok. I like free expression. I enjoy a lively conversation. I will fight to the death. You're right for you to say your opinion as long as nobody's bashing or hating. Because that is what we are founded on. And I believe that there are really only two types of people 
anymore and the way we should look at it, especially since Ms. Harris, you know, Ms. Harris, vice president in charge. Yeah, she's a homegirl. VP Harris is what? Black, Asian, Baba. So many descriptors. I mean, it's 2021. And I really would like to put this forth to the listening world. You're civil or you're uncivil. Black, green, yellow, white, orange, pink, polka dotted, straight, gay, triple twist, as long as everybody's consenting and over the age of 18. Nobody's business. But what is everybody's business? You're civil or you're uncivil. The Butler Show. Yeah, it's me. I'm live. I'm going to start taking phone calls on another channel. Can't wait to start talking to all my followers. Surprise! So, when you're raised as white trash, and if my mom heard that, she was alive today, she'd smack me side my head. But when you're not used to any kind of money like that, and all of a sudden you're dumped into wealth that is just old, old money that has always had it. Old money is technically generations of money. This lady had married a man with a fortune. Their families had fortunes, and these were great fortunes. And this was long before tech. This was, this was money that, again, they weren't ostentatious, ostentatious about it. But, uh, yeah, we had three floors in Park Avenue in the 7700, you know, 77th and Park. Um, and I mean top floors. And then, naturally, nobody stayed in New York in the city during the summer. So we had the 30,000-square-foot home in Chappaqua. And this was long before the Clintons were... Oh, I listened to Mrs. S. Witch about the Clintons move in Chappaqua. Um, and this was an estate home. I can't even begin to tell you the villas over in Europe. Three types of planes. Two that flow here or flew inside the United States and Canada, Mexico, and then they had a, their jet. We would Teterboro. Yeah. So I went from oh my to wow because I was living in Harlem folks I was living like out in outer flat bush and this was not back when it was fun like 121st street and they had nailed the white boy so many times the brothers didn't care anymore they knew I got good weed and uh yeah said it right up front I am a 420 advocate smoke pot life gets good but so I went from the plaza and this gentleman first time I've been in a real town car not a limo, but a town car. You know, the black cars before Uber. Up, grabbed my crap, didn't have much, and went to Park Avenue and stayed for eight years. Um, I left when I became just, just lost sight of reality, I guess. The butler had left. I had moved from Cook to Butler to running the United States part. I would go to Aspen because I had a place in Aspen. I would work 100 hours a week, and that's what furniture does. And that's East Coast furniture. West Coast is not like that. West Coast are more housekeepers. You don't find a lot of staff out here. Um, and I'll get shot if I say what normally it, oh, what the heck, it's, no, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, because it's a racist term, and that's the boomers in us. That's I'm a boomer, and it's just how we are. And when we're all dead and gone, the kids will clean this up. We're very excited about Gen Z. I'm going to put a token to Gen Z because they had to put up with boomer grandparents and then they had latchkey parents or boomer parents 
And then they were raised with the millennials on top of them. And our bad. We messed up the millennials. Who knew? Technology. Anyway, so I worked with this wealth for eight years. And I knew I had completely slipped over the edge and lost it. I'd like I said, working 100 hours a week. You don't spend any money. Miss S or Mr. S would never let you spend any of your own money. You had black cards and, yeah, your money just went into a bank. Really. And then they gave you a check every week. But you had no life. I had no life. I had a life that was amazing. But I had no life. 100 hours a week, just week in, week out. It just consumes you. And this still goes on to this day. Both the Jets, well, the shifts, they were, ooh, I almost said it. Ooh, I might have to bleep that. The Mr. and Mrs. S were over in Europe. The girl, the young lady, um, they had two boys and a, a doctor. And then the one kid that was in rock and roll, he was just the middle son. And then the daughter who's taken on the mantle and she's part of the Park Avenue new elite she married. And so, yeah, absolutely they're still around. Now, I believe they're dead. But away they went. The young girl went to Aspen, and one of the kid, one of the boys had a jet somewhere else. I was so mad because I had to sit in first class at JFK and drink $18 McAllen while I was getting ready to board a first-class flight to Aspen. True story. I gave my notice the next day. Um, but it consumes you. And that's going to be part of the podcast. The other part, San Francisco. The other part, TikTok. I was never into social media. I spent 35 years being anonymous. Don't believe any of the other, uh, to me, Twitter is toxic. Facebook, I guess that's grandparents. I don't know. I don't do anything else. I enjoy TikTok because I met a lot of decent people there. And doing this as part of that, I have talked to several of my followers and they are going to be coming up on the podcast um, we've recorded all types of I've got that granny who went viral with the pot thing um, and she went from nothing to you know just whatever to a million you know hits and hundred thousand followers and didn't know what to do with uh, with what happened um, and I talked to her kind of right in that period she's trying to figure out how to monetize it she's an ex-heroin addict um, her and her daughter, and they're living out of the car, kind of nomadish, um, somewhere, <laughs> I think it's somewhere in California. And so they're on TikTok. You've heard of TikTok, right? That thing that uh, Trump tried to get rid of. The pandemic drove me nuts because I'm a social animal and uh, all my type of personal security, because that's what I ended up doing in my older age here, a little personal security here and there, dried up, and I stumbled on TikTok. So that's how I made 500 videos and how all the followers and uh, had been telling him I've been doing this for a while. So I'm doing it. And that's the Butler show. It's TikTok wrapped in a lifetime being a servant wrapped into the ideology that we have just came out of the worst thing the human race has seen in 100 years. And we're still not done. We're still not on the other edge. But this is absolutely, truly amazing. And we will not be the same. And that's how history works. And when you get old, that's what you realize. So 
let's jump from the facts as I leave the shifts. Uh, and there I said it, gonna have to bleep it out. I left Mr. and Mrs. S and uh, went to Aspen for a year. To get my head right, <laughs> I do like to ski. Again, I told you I'd lost total perspective. So living in Aspen for a year, I can't even mean to tell you. Miss, you've heard of Miss Nix, right? Stevie, this was definitely when she was gold death woman. And she couldn't perform at the Caribou Club. Caribou Club is a very exclusive club. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. She was so gacked on it out of it. She couldn't say line one. And true story. Yeah, I kind of bounced around backstage for quite a while. End up here in 94. And you all know this little group, I'm sure, right? Come on. Everybody heard of Pat Monahan, right? He was messing around in 92 down in North Beach. This is what's so great about San Francisco. You know, the dead, Janice. It's always been artistic up here. Of course, train. Now that she's back in the atmosphere, in back in the day, this is this is before the commercialization and uh, Clear Nation took it over and everybody just punts a paycheck. And this is where you still went on the road. And how did you make relationships? Bay Area, Metallica's from here, a lot of music from here, but this was a fun rock and roll time. Think about the hits. San Francisco, like no other city in the world. Go look at my content. I know, you're a hater, please, we get it, you're right, there's junkies, dude. There's, there's people pooping here and there, and we've tried to get better, and it smelled like, you know what, for I don't know how many during the drought, but your glass can be half full, or your glass can be half empty. We're doing the glass half full over here. You know, the civil or the uncivil. That was their first big hit, that really hit it, that really hit it. That took them into levels of, that was doing arrangements for Elton John and the World Coliseum Tours. Coliseum is different, arena. Arena is 12 to 18,000 people. Coliseum Tours are stadium tours. They're 50,000, 45,000. And it never did fly, so tell me. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard this song. Yeah, I kind of worked that door for a while. That was my first world tour. You hear the lyrics? Total San Francisco. Think about everybody that you've heard come out of San Francisco. Think about it. Remember Train? They were huge. 94 to about 
Crane. Alive in 94. Janice, Jimmy, and then everybody knows Jerry, right? You know, Jerry was the leader of the pack. He was incorrigible. I don't know if you know what that word is. I know there's a lot of Gen Z out there. Don't get mad at the old man. Encourageable means he got kicked out of the army. He got thrown out by his parents. He got kicked out of high school. He just had to put his finger where his finger wasn't supposed to be. And that's why Jerry moved on. My uncles were associated, and we're, I'm from like third generation. Um, they were associated with a little motorcycle group over there. And when I was about in the hate, five years old, I ended up on Mr. Garcia's lap. And he watched me for about 30, 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I can say I'm tied. Always have been. I am partial. I love the Bay. I know there's a lot of y'all out there that love the Bay because I see what you do with it on TikTok. You need to come find me over here. And all those great comments, please, bring the nice ones. And you haters, just go find somewhere else. The Butler Show. San Francisco, I'm calling to you now. It's time to talk. We're going to talk Jimmy Janice. We're going to talk the bay, the bridges, the history. Love lively debate. The Butler Show, exclusively hosted on Anchor. That's right. 1967. Haight Ashbury. Think about it. Janice Jimmy. This phenomenal one of a kind band, right? Jefferson Starship, which was the airplane back then. It was all about love. And all that love had to be protected by a little group of bicyclists. Yeah. Can't have can't have love, peace, and joy without a little muscle. There's a group of folks called the Diggers, and they started this, and it was a bunch of guys that sat around and did a bunch of drugs and had the women bake bread, and they had the whole utopian society thing going on. And that was 66, and you've got Timothy Leary, who was out at Berkeley whipping up these little things and turn on, drop out, trip out. The marijuana industry was starting to crank up, up northern Cal Northern California here. That is called the Green Triangle. More marijuana has flown underneath the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge to this date than that was the mainstream. Anyway, so you've got Jerry leading the crowd, and you have Jimi Hendrix and the Red House, which is on hate. And you can look at my content, one of my best videos, like, I don't know, 50, 60,000 views. And he had Janice tucked away in between the dead, the Hells Angels headquarters, which was right across from the dead house, which is right up there on Ashbury. And uh, Janice was stuck a little bit down Ashbury, and then you had the hate. And then you had Jimmy around the corner. And from 1965, it really started to smoke in 66. 67 was the summer of love. 68 was Altamont. 69 was the LaBianca Tate murders and Charles Manson, who happened to live up here during the 67, and he was over there on coal 
uh, right off of hate. And the men chased him out pretty quick. I'm talking now about the HAs. They smelt him out, and that's how he got it. Remember, Charles Manson got into the game down with the Beach Boys down in Southern California. But we were too smart up here. We smelt him right out. You had uh, a lot of other weird stuff going on anyway, though. You had the black church in town. Um, you had zebra killings. It was the 70s. It was San Francisco. It's always been expensive because there's only a certain amount of land here. And it started out like three, now there's like seven, but it's all wreckage we've pushed on top and made fake land. Yep, you know, go look in the content. There's some of this stuff turns into jello. That's why it's expensive. There's only so much of it. And people always come here, especially the young folks, seeking a type of life. From the beatniks to the, there's a great book called The Season of the Witch. San Francisco has absorbed a lot of different cultures. The only one that I can honestly say I've seen, and I've been here now a long time. Yeah, I've traveled, but this has always been home base. The only one I've seen actually make a dent was the millennials. And they put a mark on the city that will be there forever and ever unless Mother Nature knocks it down. And I'm talking about the Salesforce Tower. And I hated it when it first was coming up. It looked like a phallic symbol in the middle of the city. And then they were going to put 60-foot LED screens on it. I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this Vegas? And, you know, I've really grown to like it. You see the dojos I work out and down in the bay and up in the park and whatnot. It has a unique view from each side. San Francisco has a very unique flavor. And for the lovers, that's what the Butler Show is. For the peacekeepers... That's what the Butler Show is. For the citizens that do get involved, and I don't mean these bubbas. Oh my gosh, we're not even going to go there. I can't even believe the white boys lost their mind and did that. Ugh. Anyway, but you know what I mean. The moderates. That's how this works. Haven't you all figured that out by now? It's the middle. You cut off the left head. You cut off the right head. We lock arms with Ms. Harris. Vice President in charge, Ms. Harris. A very civil individual. And we walk down the middle of the road. We're not going to be happy about everything. Nobody ever is. Nobody. Money doesn't buy happiness. Look at the people that have died and dope and pills and opiates and blah, blah, blah. Money don't mean anything. Like I said in the beginning of my little trailer, we all have loads. We're all going to have loads. That's life, up and down a mountain. Unless you're part of the lucky sperm club. And I can say that because that is a real word. Um, and what is that? That means if you're born to one of these great families. But look at them dropping dead. I mean, they're the curses. And the only curses is they have too much time and not enough money. The first generation makes the money. The second generation sometimes perpetuates it. The third generation squanders it. That's why you don't see great fortunes anymore. That's why Bill Gates advocated to give it all away. And Jimmy Buffett and all these others that have made all this money. I don't think Jeff Bezos give it away. Jeff Bezos don't love us. Spend your money in the city, folks. Come see San Francisco. We are opening back up slowly. Don't rush us until we're ready. But the only city like it in the world. Don't believe me? I do private tours. The Butler Show. The Grateful Dead. And you know what? I think we need to hear a little bit of Jimmy. What do you think?
way beyond his time. You know the Red House? It's on hate. Now it's a head shop. You know the Red House you're talking about, right? The one on Hate. Right up from Ashbury. It's a head shop now. Between Jimmy, Janice, and Jerry, they didn't live a hundred years between them. And there's an amazing mural on the wall. That coal and hate. That's where that mural you'll see in a lot of my TikToks. That's where I'm at. This, by the way, is live in Maui. It's about time to come stroll down the hate. They're opening it back up. You remember Jimmy, right? I'm about to go to one of those other things. Do a thing um, dedicated to that little girl over there called Hartley. Thing called Foxy Lady. Look at her. that dirty distortion reverb that's why none of us boomers have hearing it was loud and nasty and it's one of a kind earplugs my butt you stood in front of a bunch of marshals with about 40,000 watts screaming You think you felt the music? That's was 60s, 70s. Stood on that stage, you get bounced off. We didn't know. That's why none of us can hear it. That's why every old man you know goes, huh? So we've heard from the dead. We've heard from Jimmy. Well, you know there's only one left, right? Shot a little drinking problem. And... Uh, she liked all the boys. The Butler Show, San Francisco. I'm going to wrap this podcast up with my very favorite by 
my very favorite. confused i hope so i don't make it easy the butler show tiktok and now an anchor i think i'm gonna let spotify have a piece thanks for joining questions please ask i'm gonna be on signal shortly you can talk to me live new podcasts will always come out on saturdays wednesdays see ya